1: Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB At-Bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only 3 dollars per month. Deep
0: left field, it's gonna go! Alvarez
1: ties the game! Subscribe to At-Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
0: Enjoy a tall, cool dude.
1: I grew up like most kids, worried I couldn't bench two plates, that I wouldn't fit in, that I wouldn't find love. Then I discovered partying and suddenly all those worries went to the wayside. I didn't need love. I had keg stands. I discovered I was great at raging and it revealed wonderful things about myself. I could relate to bros regardless of what kind of bro they were. I could be at a party and moon people and everyone would laugh, you know, be witty. Or I could play beer pong and compete with real integrity. In short, I fulfilled my potential. The Nightcap on WGR. Sports Radio 550. A lot of things happening today. This might be the busiest day we have in a long time. Probably. I would say. We're not going to have playoff games to really talk about. Um, Well, at least for a while. Still have to figure out what's going on with Tom Brady. We still have to find out what's going on with the Bills. They've been ultra quiet today. Like nothing coming from the Bills, other than Ian Rappaport tweeting about what we got 20 minutes ago that e- Isaiah McKenzie will not be uh, tendered an offer, who is a restricted free agent.
0: I got really excited when I saw the hashtag Bills, and then I read the rest. and, and It's was just like, that, oh, that's w- it. What a bummer. Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be some blockbuster kind of move, but. It wasn't.
1: Who is out there that is a big name that we don't really know a lot about yet? That That's kind of what I'm looking to see. Okay, maybe the Bills can be in on this If don't know guy. a lot
0: about them, are they a big name?
1: Well, no. I mean, like, we don't know what their intentions are. I see. Like, we don't really know who's in on Amari Cooper, true. for instance. We don't that know who. There's a report about the Giants and Jadavia and Clowney, but other than them, we don't really have a sense of where Jadavia and Clowney might end up, I think.
0: Do you think the Giants would... Uh... Uh, get Bradbury and another high-profile defensive free agent. I mean, their, their defense needs all the work in the world. but
1: Yeah, I think they have the cap space to do it. They might only have the cap space to do one more thing, if I remember their situation off the top of my head. Um, but, yeah, like I think they'd have enough room to do that. The Bills have more. The Bills could maybe outbid right. them. The Bills can really outbid anybody they want right now. That's what's so interesting about this free agency and whether Brandon Bean pushes all his chips to the middle of the table because there's been lots of talk over the last three years about restructuring the foundation of this team and getting the cap in order and getting the the foundation, the core of your team in place before you go for a big, splashy move. And I think that they've built themselves up to a position where they could justify a big, splashy move. And there are two players out there right now, Clowney and Cooper, that are big splashy moves that, and hey, I don't want to discount their ability to do that. I still don't think Amari Cooper would ever come here. But you could extend that too. Like, you don't need to just think about free agents. I mean,
0: I think from most reports we're seeing, or at least out of his own mouth, Yannick Ngakwe. That's a kind of guy like you you can trade, and we saw two monster trades. And I think monster trades are happening a lot more in the NFL mm-hmm. within the last several years than even a decade ago. Like I don't remember this kind of trade action really happening this often. Um you know, I that DeForest Buckner move well, sure. I did not see that coming. Like, did you did you no, see why anything have... about DeForest Buckner? No, why being would on he have move? been available? Exactly. So, you know, Everyone who—and I, I don't get the sense that Bills fans are, like, panicking or anything. No. But everyone who is clamoring for Bean to make a move— I'm not worried about it at this point.
1: Yeah. eight oh three oh five fifty is the number. If you want to talk bills and free agency, if you want to talk about the impact that uh, coronavirus is having on your work, on your ability to follow sports, or all the environment that it is right now with uh, everything being canceled. Uh, Of course, if you're looking for more uh, to the minute updates on the situation in Erie County and nationwide, you could uh, hop over to 930 WBEN um, over there. So, but, yeah, like that question. Like, will will Bills fans be in a panic? No, but if we get to when is free agency officially open? Wednesday, I think. If we get a day or two days past free agency and all these big names are now off the board, there will be disappointment. There will be disappointment. You're putting your finger up. So we got we got something. Yeah, uh, Garafalo
0: just tweeted that the Ravens have agreed to a deal with Michael Brockers. Okay. Um so he will now be going over there. And that that's crazy because they just added Calais Campbell yesterday. Right. In a deal. So I mean they're adding to an already very good defense with two pretty big yeah. names there.
1: Teams are stocking up around them. Like the Ravens are building up. They just added Brockers there, Miami. Gives Shaq Lawson a three year deal for thirty million. We could talk about that a little bit in a minute. And then also um, Byron Jones. Byron Jones is the big one. That happened within the last twenty minutes or so. Byron Jones of the Cowboys going to Miami, which for a deal that will make him the highest paid corner in football. James Bradbury, by the way, going to the Giants, another big corner contract. And how about the Browns again? Yeah. Like they are hot today. Like they the same feelings I had last year when they added Odell Beckham. I'm getting the I'm getting the same thing today. Now there's more reason for me to believe that it will work this time around because coaching was so bad last year for the Browns. Their whole offensive scheme made no sense whatsoever. And I don't want to put all the blame on that because I do think Odell Beckham had a poor season. He was in banged up. Baker Mayfield did not have a great season, even though he was not in a scheme that set him up for success. But Kevin Stefanski comes from that Shanahan tree. Then, when have you ever seen a quarterback with a Shanahan esque schemed coach or coach? Yeah, with McVay, or whether it be Kyle Shanahan himself, or whether it be Mike Shanahan, or whether it be um, uh, Stefanski up in uh, Minnesota, even like he made Kirk Cousins like an MVP candidate last season. So I'm tending to think that the Browns, what they have working this year, there's more reason to buy in. They added Austin Hooper today, the best tight end on the market. They had a Jack Conklin, the best right tackle on the market. And they now have the pieces on offense that make me think that Cleveland's here. Cleveland's arrived. They're going to be in a playoff spot next season. I have There's too much talent that now if they get some semblance of coaching, they'll figure it out.
0: But the problem is, though, before good. we jump into that, is that the Ravens are still the best team in that division. Yep. And if Ben Roethlisberger comes back healthy – the Steelers are absolutely a wild card in that division. I'm and I not I don't mean a wild card playoff sure. contender. I'm saying like they are to win, a, to win the division if he comes back healthy. Yeah. So I mean the problem with the Browns, you know, spending you know, like if you know you win the offseason for the second year in a row, perhaps, and I really like that Conklin signing for them, by the way, protecting the quarterback was oh, a yeah. major issue to get Conklin, who's what, probably a top five at least right tackle in the league. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, there's several good left tackle prospects and you know being, I think, their ninth overall, tenth overall. Their tenth overall. Yep. That they can scoop one of those up. If you fix your bookends on the offensive line, if you're the Browns, I like it a lot. The Jack Conklin signing is my favorite signing, even though they also got Hooper. Sure. I think their their biggest problem was not having the weapons. It was protecting the quarterback. Right. So I like that signing for them as well. But they've got a tough division to deal with.
1: Yeah, they do. With the Ravens, and they're now, stocking up. They do have an extra playoff spot to work with. No, we'll talk, that is true. We'll talk more about the that CBA pro- uh, approval later maybe as well. Um, yeah, you make a good point. But really all of it is all these teams around the Bills now are stocking up. By the way, I didn't even mention Calais Campbell going to Baltimore. That was yesterday. The Bills are sitting here, and it's kind of the status quo so far. But are we going to be okay with that if we go through this off offseason, this free agency period, and the Bills have not done anything major? Are they going to be okay with what they have um going forward. By the way, gotta see, uh gotta mention this. If we're talking about maybe a potential Trey White deal in the future, like what that could look like, because he probably becomes the highest paid corner in football when that happens. And Byron Jones just became the highest paid corner in football with the Miami Dolphins. That deal is five years, eighty-two and a half million dollars with fifty-seven million. Guaranteed forty million in the first two years. Mega deal. That from Adam Schefter. So that's what a Trey White contract looks like. Five years, around eighty to eighty-five million bucks. Probably with Trey White, it'll be around eighty-five, maybe even ninety, and a lot of guaranteed money. So there's a little uh, comparison for you there. But so I mean
0: that for Bills fans, that's what exactly what you can expect. Yeah. If not a little bit more for Trey White
1: to make. Right, and that could come this off season. So. Back to that original question, though, like, are we okay if they don't do anything? Anything major? Like, they'll do some stuff. They'll do some minor things here or there. But are we okay with the Bills looking at their team from last season, seeing that they had a lead at halftime against the Houston Texans, a game they probably should have won against a coach that has obviously no idea what he's doing front office-wise because he just traded the best receiver in football for nothing. Um, They lost that game. They should have won it. Can they look at that and say – we are okay with what we have. We don't need a number one wide receiver. We'll draft a guy. You know, we'll draft a guy in the second round. Like, that's where we'll do our damage. We'll continue to bring in the youth movement. We'll keep drafting and signing, drafting and signing, and that's it. And maybe we'll never do this big move. We'll never go calling for a DeAndre Hopkins, or we'll never make that trade that Arizona made today. We'll never go for an Odell Beckham. We'll never try to sign an Amari Cooper. Maybe they'll try, but will they ever get that done? And to me... This is the year where, like, I would be extremely disappointed if there is not a big move at either wide receiver or at defensive end. I agree. Um, I think I'm
0: there. Like, I'm very excited about this Bills season, not only because of the success we saw last year, but we're seeing the decline of the Patriots offense. We don't know what the quarterback position will be yet. But even so, even if Tom Brady comes back, this is not the Tom Brady of five years ago, right? This is a division the Bills can have this year. And I say that with full confidence. I don't think they would be the Vegas odds-on favorite to win the division. Really, kind of regardless, unless it's, we talked about this last week, if it's a rookie, maybe. Mm -hmm. But any quarterback, I think, on this market, still, I think, in Vegas puts them as the favorite. But right now, I'm looking at, this Bills team, this upcoming season, as the chance to win the AFC East. Not just make the playoffs, but to win the division. And I think the Bills still need that move like you're talking about. I'm not sure they need it at either position specifically. Like, I'm not advocating for it needs to be a receiver or it needs to be a defensive end. It needs to be one of the two in my mind to do it. I think you can Mm -hmm. get away with an Emmanuel Sanders kind of wide receiver if you add, just for the sake of this argument, a Yannick Ngakwe defensive end or a pass rusher, I think you could do that. I need one of them, I think. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm at right now. And part of it could just be the emotional fan side of me, but I'm not sure they have enough talent at either of those two positions. Like that, Those would right. be a weakness. And you just lose Shaq Lawson. Now, Shaq Lawson isn't the greatest pass rusher, pass rusher in mm-hmm. the world. He's a good run stopper, but he's not a great pass rusher. So sure. to me, if you weren't planning on addressing that in a big way, that position, you don't let Shaq Lawson go. And that says to me that they are planning on addressing the the position in a big way. What a big way yeah. means, I'm not really sure. Does it mean bringing in Robert Quinn? Does it mean bringing in Mario Addison? Does it mean trading for Ngakwe? I don't know what it means, but I think you don't let Shaq Lawson leave for what seems to me a pretty reasonable contract, if you don't have yeah. plans to address the position,
1: I think we maybe talked about this last week. Like it's about where I think we thought Shaq Lawson would come in around like 10 million bucks per year. The guarantee is going to be less than that. Um, Open market, not bad. I don't mind the the
0: play by the Dolphins there. I think Shaq I Lawson's on the upswing in his career. I think it's a good signing by them. It still might be rich. Yeah, you know what was the spot track projection? It was a little bit was, over seven and a half million. It was seven and a half
1: million. Yeah. It was close to eight, maybe. Yeah. So, I, those are all good points, and they have two big assets for this offseason. Like the two biggest assets are the first round pick and all this money they have. Mm-hmm. Those are their two biggest assets, and they have two big needs. They need star players. They need better players at two key positions, pass rusher and wide receiver. Well, how do they f- get those done? To me, because money is one of your big, big assets, one of th- that needs to be invested in one of the two positions. And with Hopkins being traded today, maybe maybe just seeing a trade like that happens, it's almost like seeing the ball go in the hoop. Like sometimes when you're on a cold streak, like you never think, like, why shoot? Because it's not even gonna work. It's right. not even gonna go in. But then when you see one go in, even if it's a free throw or something, you're like, Okay, this can happen. Today Hopkins being traded was that that free throw for me. Shocking. Yeah. Saw the ball go in the hoop. Crazy deal. There's so many things to talk about that trade and how bad it was for Houston and how it makes no sense whatsoever. Just the worst trade and one sided trade I've maybe ever seen the day that it happens. Fireable like, offense. Right, like if if Brandon Bean
0: makes oh, that move,
1: I, like what all, are Bills fans? What yeah. is this show about tonight? Three if, years of good graces is just flushed down the toilet. Right. Holy cow! What a bad move by Bill O'Brien. But you know, like I, like one Bills, like uh, Steve Tasker, I think, has made this point or on uh, on one Bills live a couple times, like going back in the course of last season, like when people were calling in and wanting this number one wide receiver, and he would be like, oh, "Julio Jones not getting traded," you know, T. Y. Hilton's not getting traded, and Mike Evans is not getting traded. And For the most part, like ninety nine percent of the time, I do think that's correct. But we're now seeing two off seasons in a row where one of the best receivers in football has been dealt. DeAndre Hopkins today, Odell Beckham last season. And I need the Bills to be on top of that because that's a yeah. big need. They To me, they're not doing a good enough job. If they don't know what – or they have less, not at least inquired – on what every team thinks of what their number 1 wide receiver is. Because if I'm a GM in the league today and I saw that trade happen, this is very easy to do. There are 31 teams or 30 teams that can make this argument today. But I see that Hopkins trade get made, and I immediately think, why wasn't I that team? Oh, well Why wasn't I the team on the phone with Bill O'Brien? Why wasn't I the team to get that done? And you don't know
0: that they weren't. Right. And I thought Sal made a bunch of great points. You know, you don't know what Bill O'Brien's thought process was on completing this trade. He thought, we just played the Bills in the playoffs. Do we really want to give the Bills DeAndre Hopkins to build up their offense? Maybe he didn't want to trade in his own conference. We don't know. And the thing is, Brandon Bean could have tried to get DeAndre Hopkins. They could have plans elsewhere to get a receiver. We Mm -hmm. don't know yet. It's day one. We're literally hours into this thing. And it's not even official. Well, last no, year, right, we, yeah. last year we saw the trades are official, but last year the signings aren't. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to stop a a player. Last year we saw it with the Jets. And Actually, the,
1: I don't even think trades are official. I don't think trades can officially go through until the uh, until the league year. Right. Okay. I think. I mean, that's one way to completely alienate a, uh,
0: <laughs> you know. A a GM by just totally, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh yeah, if Bill O'Brien goes out and sees all the reactions, like maybe I shouldn't do this. Maybe I shouldn't do this. Maybe he wakes up tomorrow and thinks differently. He's like, I want to get out of this. (laughs) Like, I mean, he should. He's nuts if he doesn't. But But Anthony Barr last year did not even. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: He was supposed to be a Jet. Yep. And then he just decided, no, I'm going to stay in Minnesota. So while it's super early in the process, I understand why there might be a little frustration with the hype kind of building up to this day. You know, the Bills have all this cap room and stuff. You know, I'm just, I'm not worried about it right now at all. At all. I, I didn't even see, other than maybe the Hopkins deal, I didn't really see a move that I was like, oh, the mm-hmm. Bills should be there. But we don't know that they weren't. He very well could have just decided to trade them to Arizona. We don't know what what the Bills' part in that potential
1: conversation was. You're right. It just, its man, it's so hard was, for me to yeah. believe that Bill O'Brien talked to many teams. That's a good point, Because too. there's no way that price couldn't have been beat. Like, you like to me, you make a trade like that. You didn't talk to anybody. You, are, are you the called Cardinals, Arizona and you took what you took that the, they gave you. Are
0: the Cardinals first in alphabetical order as far as teams go? You just, <laughs> I think they are. You just saw them yes. at the top of the list. Bill and it was Bryan, just like, all right, that's where I'm sending them.
1: That guy looked at a list of teams when in alphabetical <laughs> order. I'm going to see who wants DeAndre Hopkins. Arizona gets on the closing Like, yeah, yeah, we want him. What What are you looking for? Yeah, give me David Johnson in a second, in a fourth. And they're like, okay, yeah, deal. I saw a, then there's I, no other call like th- this you don't have to assume that they've had conversations with other teams Belichick traded Garoppolo to San Francisco and it was the only team he called yeah and I have to believe because of that deal today how low it was Bill O'Brien did not talk to many teams if only if more than one because if I'm Brandon Bean I'll t- I'll I'm going crazy I'm going to Bill O'Brien like Bill I know you don't <laughs> want to trade him in the conference but holy cow man. I'll give you a single terry and a first, like I'll, or a second. Right. I'll
0: way outbid that. I was looking at some of the some bills. Like it was proposed. The question was proposed when it first came out this morning. I believe it was Florio, who may have first said it. That it appears DeAndre Hopkins is somewhat on the trade block. And my first reaction was no way. <laughs> yeah, no way. There's no no way, way at all. And then it's the question. Football, arguably. The question was proposed. What would Bills fans give up? And someone said, Ed Oliver in a first. And I was like, that sounds like a lot. But ah, I might be able yeah, to convince maybe. myself to do it. And then it comes out what the actual price this was. And crazy. I was just like,
1: what's, what's more? Well, remember, we were talking about David Johnson as it like, hey, yeah. we'll take David Johnson for us getting a second-round pick. It was like the Bills would trade like a fifth to Arizona for David Johnson in a second. And somehow – Houston did that and just gave DeAndre Hopkins back for, for basically nothing in terms My of value. Goodness. They basically traded him for nothing. Like at least for me and you. And I'm I'm sure many teams thought this way, and people around the league thought this way. Oh, that they're getting roasted. David Everyone Johnson's value was a negative. Having him on your team at that cap it Correct. is a negative. And that's how we thought. We specifically, we're just two guys on the radio. Like whatever. We're we're not we don't matter that much to the league and what value is. But we thought. That getting David Johnson back for free would be worth it. it. Going from for free to DeAndre Hopkins is nuts. I can't believe it happened that way. But again, what was my original point on this was seeing the ball go in the hoop. It gives me a little bit of confidence that... They could get a deal done for for Stephon Diggs. They could get a deal done for AJ Green. They could get a deal done with Odell Amari Beckham. with Amari Cooper yeah. or Odell Beckham. That is that's a list. Is that four receivers I just named? Yeah. That is four legitimate number one wide receivers that the Bills might have an opportunity to go out and acquire. And I, I guess my biggest disappointment would come if those guys all get moved, or like two or three of the guys get moved, and we come to find out, like we did last year. When Gettleman called Brandon Bean, and the report was, and it doesn't have to be true, but the report was the Bills said no thanks. If that were to come out, that's where my disappointment would lie. I want them to at least be in on that idea, and I would like them for once to be able to get that deal done because they need that guy. Yeah. And I know we're talking mostly about receiver here. It could be Ngakwe.
0: Don't, right? don't forget, they might have had a deal done with Antonio Brown. They, they, know, right. they know what they need, and I have... A lot of confidence in the management of the Bills right now. That's McDermott and Me Me Bean. Too. I have a lot of confidence in them. I don't think they think I,
1: we're, no, the, the right. Bills are set here. I am confident that Brandon Bean today, when he looked at his phone and saw what that Hopkins trade was, is he threw it against the wall. Yeah, I have confidence he was extremely upset. I would be going crazy if I were a GM needing a number one wide receiver and that deal happened. I wouldn't be able to fathom it. It's when you need something in fantasy football and some guy in your league trades someone for nothing and you can't believe you didn't text him to see if that guy was available. Exactly. It's too bad that the Bills are fourth in alphabetical order, not (laughs) first.
0: It's too, it's, Are they fourth? I have no idea. Oh, I just they kinda, were close. I was thinking Atlanta, Baltimore. It could be another game. Yep. I don't know. But Third they're, or fourth. they're, they're Bal- high enough yeah. where it's frustrating where they were, that close. they were that
1: close to Bill O'Brien's trade. Darn it. Sheet. They we were that close. Eight oh three oh five fifty is the phone number. We'll get to your calls right after the break. We're just kind of wrapping about uh, free agency here. If you want to, of course, get into more serious subjects like... Basically what's going on in the world right now with coronavirus. You're, uh, you're welcome to chime in with uh, what your experience has been. Um, and you can also check, us, check out our sister station, 930 WBEN, down the hall as well. Um, there's an interesting NHL playoff format idea. There's a couple of them. One is like maybe actually being discussed, though, in the NHL. So we could talk about that one and the one that uh, was su- suggested by an NHL analyst on Twitter today. And then we'll be doing mostly uh, free agency football here today. Omari Cooper. As an idea, like how far would you go for him? Um, The Browns and the rest of the conference, the Dolphins getting better. And then we got to talk about the CBA too, because those were two big things. Not even talking about what the players got, but like what changes the league in playoff format and schedule format, both big changes today. So we'll talk about that as well. So Nightcap with Joe DiBiase and Brendan Keeney. Thanks for tuning in. This is WGR. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, I think DeForest Buckner is one of the best, most disruptive young
0: defensive linemen in the league. And he's six foot seven. He can play and he plays inside on this San Francisco team that until this year was not very good. I don't think a lot of people watched those teams,
1: especially in this area but that is a whole heck of a lot to give up for a defensive tackle i think i don't know if the bills are ultimately going to be that aggressive but with having multiple second round picks like you said that the Colts had kind of cleared a lot of cap
0: space um now was the time for them to kind of spend money to use those extra draft picks to try to win right now
1: that is chris trapasso from cbs sports with bulldog and sale earlier earlier today on the Colts, they've been uh, in the news today. They made maybe the most—who's ah, about Like, it's hard to compare Forrest Buckner versus DeAndre Hopkins. They're they're on the same wavelength as just enormous trades. Um,
0: At least we had a couple of hours notice about DeAndre Hopkins somewhat being on the market. You know, unless Buckner, I just haven't yeah. seen it, it was just out of nowhere for no. me.
1: I, th- th- that came out of left field. I didn't see anything on that. Um, so the Colts are in win-now mode. It sounds like they're going to sign Phillip Rivers. There's only one report out there on that, so we'll see if that actually comes to fruition. But a lot of the noise has been Rivers is going to Indy anyway. I don't even know. Like They're not connected to anybody else, and Rivers is not connected to anybody else from what I've heard other than that Tampa rumor from a while ago. So I'd be stunned at this point if Rivers is not the Colts quarterback on day one. And, you know, I think Rivers is kinda shot, but I think he also might be better than Brissett. Like he did throw for almost five thousand yards last year. So I don't know. I respect the Colts for next year. Like we're talking about this added we're gonna talk about this added playoff team and what impact it might have on the Bills. I think it will have a big impact. Because if I'm handicapping the AFC right now, look at some of those teams that missed the playoffs. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
0: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game.
1: Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Last year. You might need that extra playoff spot. You've already got the tougher schedule. We already know about that. You have Pittsburgh that missed the playoffs, going to be getting Roethlisberger back. I think Indy is a team to be reckoned with. They're going to be getting Phillip Rivers, and they just added Buckner, and they're in win now mode. Um, the Browns are adding a lot today. They could be a force to be reckoned with when you're going for a wild card spot. There, There's a lot. There's a lot to compete with. The Jets, I still think, are better than people are giving them credit for because of their tough schedule and their injuries at the beginning of last season. They won like seven of the last nine. Um, The Dolphins are getting better. I don't think they'll be close to ready for wildcard contention, but they won't be a gimme anymore. So, and they really weren't even last year. You know, they played hard. The Bills almost lost the first game. Like, very close. I mean, if Trey White doesn't pick off that ball at the two-yard line, you're talking about an L. Right. So, like, the AFC is going to get a lot tougher. Now, some teams, of course, will even out. Like, we, this happens in the offseason every time. Like, oh, everyone around you got better, right? Some teams won't live up to fruition. Last year, that was Cleveland. Maybe, hey, maybe it's Cleveland maybe again. Maybe it's Cleveland again. It could be. Maybe Pittsburgh, when they get Roethlisberger back. Maybe Roethlisberger's shot. You don't know. Elbow injuries are funny. Mariota had an elbow injury, and he's never been the same. So, we'll see. Maybe Roethlisberger's not the same. Maybe Rivers is shot but there's reason to believe with a tougher schedule the Bills path to the playoffs for me is a lot tougher this season and i think it suits them well i think that extra playoff spot matters i think it'll at least be harder than it was last year last year was so easy to um
0: make it. yes i just keep in mind though i mean everyone in your division essentially plays the same teams and this year the patriots are playing the harder you're right. Schedule because they have the, the the separate game against the Texans, I believe, yeah. they'll be playing and the the Ravens. They have to play the Ravens this year, where
1: the Bills get away with uh the Steelers. Let let me throw run something by you here, because I might just be crazy, just throwing things at the wall here and seeing what sticks. But I'm we're seeing a lot of Brady to other teams reporting today. Like the Buccaneers making an aggressive pitch and hey, the Raiders are not out on him yet. And the betting odds today for the first time don't have New England as the favorite to, to bring him back. Tampa is now the favorite if you want to bet on where Tom Brady goes. Tampa Bay is the favorite. That's the first time that has happened. It is increasingly and increasingly more unlikely to me every day we go by without any type of connection in the media between the Patriots and Brady that he's going to return there. We're not hearing any of these other quarterbacks going there either. Like We're not hearing they're in on Dalton. We're not hearing they're in on uh, Teddy Bridgewater or even trading for Nick Foles. Like They're not really in on any of this stuff. Jamie Collins now. That comes across my feed. About five minutes ago, the Saints sign a defensive tackle that I've never heard of before. David on He might have been on their team before. That was a big deal, too. Three years, $27 million. So that's a big signing for a defensive tackle. There's Adding to that report is the Saints have interest and have made an offer to Jamie Collins, free agent linebacker, who I just I forgot about, mostly because I don't think the Bills are in on a linebacker of that caliber, um, Jamie Collins. I guess maybe they could sign him, but I'm not expecting them to do something like that. That's a big name. That's a, that's a great player from the Patriots' defense. We're not hearing about him going back to New England. Kyle Van Noy. Is another player. All we've heard about on him today is that the Jets are interested, and I think the Giants are also interested. We're not hearing anything about him going back to New England. And this could very well just be, because it is the Patriots, that they are just they're like the Bills today. They have things working, but you're not hearing about them because they they run a tight ship. They don't let things out. They don't let leaks out. But is it crazy for me to think? Is it crazy? Like would there is there no way they'd do this? That Belichick might just strip things down. I've and just be like, hell, you know what? Brady's leaving. I'm gonna tear this whole thing down. I'm gonna go start, I'm gonna go win another five Super Bowls with Trevor Lawrence as my quarterback. Is that completely and utterly nuts? Uh, I think their defense is still good enough
0: where the window is not closed. What can they do this offseason to give that offense weapons? What does the quarterback position look like? They're still a tough team to beat. Even though those answers aren't really there, we don't know exactly what's going on on offense. I still think their defense is exceptional it and is. will give them a chance to win every game. So, but I don't, they might this be about to lose their
1: best two players on defense. But well, this, not best, dude. Gilmore's yeah. their best. But th- th-
0: this doesn't seem like the time to do, f- you know, scorched earth. It really doesn't. And would you bring back the? They brought back McQuarrie. Yep. Like, like, why make that move if that's you're true. really considering, you know, going full rebuild move mode? Like, he's not young. The McCordys aren't young, so like, I don't know. It just, it doesn't seem like that's possible. Can they get
1: worse than they were last year? Yes, they probably do if Brady leaves. Just in general, I don't really. I know we've had disagreements on like the difference between Brady and some of these other guys, but if Dalton's not on the market, if Bridgewater's not on the market. If um, even Nick Foles, hell, isn't going to be their quarterback, like how how much opportunity are they going to have to do better? Phil Rivers is going to go with the Colts, it seems. So I don't I don't really know. You got uh, you got something?
0: Yeah, the Bears are signing uh, Jimmy Graham to a two year sixteen million dollar deal, nine million guaranteed. I thought a lot about him with the
1: Bills. I don't think I ever brought it up on the air, but. Think about like what they looked for in Greg Olson. They were looking for a big physical receiver at the tight end position. That was a veteran that they could get on a short term contract. What what did they need more last year than a jump ball guy at the goal line? Or not that they need. I don't think they ever need that. But the contested catch guy. Like that's Jimmy Graham. Um, so cross him off. I don't really think the Bills will be that much of a player, a tight end. I didn't think they were gonna spend that money. Eight year. Eight million per year. Like that's top Nine $5 million guaranteed. Yeah, that's a lot of money for the tight end position. I was surprised to see that Hooper. At 11 million right. is now the highest-paid tight end in football.
0: I that was position does not more. get money. I was expecting more from the Hooper contract. So when I saw, you know, that he was going to be the highest-paid uh, tight end in football, I was like, "Oh, what did the Browns do?" <laughs> and then the numbers came out, and I was like, "That doesn't seem like that bad to me." Yeah, that's one million more per year than Shaq Lawson.
1: Right, which is not much. That's not much. Austin Hooper versus I know that Shaq two Lawson.
0: completely different positions, but like, really? Yeah. Like, if you're the Bills, and well, I'm not saying they would ever be in on Hooper, but mm-hmm. who gives you
1: more impact? Well, that's why I think the defensive end position is so important. And that's why we talk so much about the Bills adding it this offseason, because it's an extremely important position. And they've really only got Jerry Hughes. Like, with Lawson gone now, the only guy that you can really count on. I think is Jerry Hughes. Like Trent Murphy's given you basically nothing in two years, and otherwise it's like practice squad guys or like depth guys. Like I, I think uh, Daryl Johnson. Johnson. Like he's a guy who deserves to be on the team, but he's not giving you ten sacks. He's not going to be a consistent wrecking the the, defense, the offensive line, getting in the backfield. So they need that. But yeah, interesting. Maybe the Bills could be in on Kyle Van Noy. I don't know. That's not a player I've thought a lot about for them, but that that could be something for them. And. It's kind of the same thing as like Miami just did to you. Like you you're taking a player away from New England, and if they were to lose Jamie Collins, if they were to lose Kyle Van Noy, maybe that would change things for them. Maybe then Belichick would click in his head like I just lost two of my best defensive players and I just lost my quarterback. I, I don't have a tight end really right now. I don't really have much of a number one wide receiver. I don't really have a number two wide receiver. I, I got a rotating door at offensive line, like Marshall Newhouse was starting for me. They had to franchise tag think You're tag probably Thumi. right. I think you're probably right in that he would see the window as being open and that they'd go for someone that can help them win now. I don't think, it's, I don't think we should completely discount, though, that Belichick could look at the whole thing and the guy's the smartest man in football that he wouldn't see the writing on the wall and think, why am I going to try to be nine and seven without Tom Brady? I'm just going to go get Trevor Lawrence. And they
0: have (laughs) to, the Patriots have to face the same, if not tougher schedule that the bills do this year too. So let's not forget that they, you know, they don't get the cups, the cupcake schedule either. And they have to play the Texans and the Ravens, which the bills get to play the Steelers and the, uh, who do they get the play? Titans.
1: Titans. Yep. Who are keeping uh, Ryan Tannehill, by the way. That's kind of been slept. I, I didn't even realize that happened until midday today because I was not really paying attention yesterday, and uh, it happened yesterday. There's been a lot of news since then, so there's that. Uh, let's take one call before we hit a break here. Jonathan and Alden, you've been waiting patiently on the line. What's up, man? How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. Um, first of all, the coronavirus thing, um, I, I work at the TA in Pembroke, so... Um, I've been keeping an eye on the toilet paper, I've been extra cautious, I mean, I I'm usually hang out with my friends a lot on um, weekdays, I go to bars for trivia and um, podcasting, but I haven't been able to, I can't do that for a while, so that sucks, so hopefully the month will be all the way over. But on to the Buffalo Bills, um, I was hoping they would make a move with Jordan Poyer, so I'm a little disappointed with the Shaq Lawson move, I really think they really need a pass rusher now, along with the wide receiver. So so far I've been, I'm I'm still positive on Brandon Bean, but I really think he needs to make a he, he's got to fixing the moves over the next couple of days, or else he'll start to wane. Yeah, thanks for the call, Jonathan. I think that's kind of what we've been uh kind of what we've been going over here. I, I want to see something that. Shows me that they have a pulse on the number one wide receiver market in the league. Because I think there is one. There are enough guys that are considered to maybe be available right now where I just want them to be in on it. And they don't have to get the top guy. A.J. Green maybe is, of the four, maybe the least attractive. Like Amari Cooper is young. You have to pay him big, but he's young. He's like 25. Diggs is younger, and he's already got a contract. Um, And uh, Odell Beckham is maybe the best of all of them, and he's younger too. So it's an age thing. But if they were to go get A.J. Green tomorrow, I'd give them all the credit in the world. And I'd be like, all right, go time. Now we got an offense. Like, there's no excuses. You have everything. So that's really what it's about for me. Eight oh three oh five fifty is the phone number. We'll touch on the uh, NHL uh, bracket stuff when we turn, but we got something, maybe? Uh, I mean, it's little. I think it was, might have been
0: expected, uh, but not officially said. The NFL is basically saying uh, that there will be no visits permitted. For free agents no free to go agent to destinations, visits. and no one can visit a free agent. So Benjamin Albright, okay. who I think we all like at this station, yep. at least he provides you know accurate information. Uh, he said, with the NFL saying no visits officially for free agents, I think you may see a few guys with medical question marks go unsigned longer than they normally would, which makes a lot of sense. So just uh, it's kind of an official thing now that the NFL is not allowing free agents to visit yep. facilities, right? And that includes not even. Free agents, uh, their own players too.
1: Yeah, right. The, the, the training facilities are closed. Right across the league, so, and so that I is think. just
0: like an NFL thing now.
1: Right. So okay. Um, actually, before we get into the NHL thing, we'll do that in the second hour. We got to get into the CBA stuff. We touched on it a little bit there with the extra playoff spot, um, but the, or the extra playoff spot, the 17 game schedule. We'll talk about that. Those were both approved today by the NFLPA. That's after this. Jody Biasi and Brendan Keeney here on the Nightcap on WGR. What is going on? I just left Houston last weekend for a 7-on-7. Kicked it with Slim Thug, Lil' Kiki. Everybody, man, couple Everybody's singing, enjoying life. And now this, how can you trade DeAndre Hopkins for a two, a four, and a who? That is Deion Sanders. He doesn't like it. I mean, how can you? I think he's kind of on the fence. He didn't make his position very <laughs> clear. You're right. He just said, how can you do it? He didn't really say that it's a, it's a dumb idea. Um, David Johnson. David Johnson's kind of shot. Kind of. If looked at last year, he was like my favorite running back in the league. Two, three years ago, yeah, like, I, I thought mean, he was he the was best, running, the back best running back in the league. Two or three years ago, and just I don't know. Last year, man, just did not look. He did not look the same at all. He didn't look fast. He didn't look like he could cut. Um, he still did a pretty good job in the receiving game. I think, given what he is uh, at this point, maybe. I mean, maybe there's a chance he bounces back. But even if he bounces back, you should never should never be paying a running back that much money, let alone a guy that could not even maybe get back to that same level of play. Well, think about this. He was traded.
0: He, DeAndre Hopkins, was traded for a backup running back. Pretty much. That's what David Johnson was. Kenyon Drake vastly outperformed David Johnson last year in Arizona. Vastly. Yep. And he he, he got transition tagged today, by the way, so he's staying put. Right. The, The Cardinals traded away their second string running back for DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, what gets lost in all of this hate for the Texans is how well the Cardinals did on this. I mean, you're talking about supporting your franchise QB. They did it quick.
1: They did it immediately, and you still have Larry Fitzgerald there. They have, to me, right now, the best one, two, three receiving combo in the league with Kirk. I think I'm, I don't think that's recency bias getting the best of me. I think they're Christian Kirk is a very good receiver. Like he's, I think I'd take him over John Brown right now, not even just because of his age. Maybe they're maybe they're similar in terms of how good they are right now, but um, they added the, maybe the best receiver in football, Larry Fitzgerald, still playing at a very high level, and he is kind of. Adapted late in his career to being able to be a, re- a slot receiver, so he's going over the middle now, making tough catches. He doesn't really have to rely on his speed like he used to. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, like they are.
0: Murray looks good last year. He looked great. There's nothing to
1: think that he's going to
0: be a bust. He's he looks the part. Yeah,
1: they they're added to the list now of teams that I, I wish. Um, and not the Bills have done a bad job in this. I think they've done a good job. They've done better than the other teams, other than Baltimore, um, from when they were drafted. But in terms of surrounding their quarterback with a support system. But they are also not been to the same level of Kansas City or of Arizona, like some of these teams. No. Or even the Eagles, when Carson Wentz gets there. Think about how... And part of that is these offensive like super geniuses that come in to play there, and then they get the receivers. So it's not entirely on the Bills, because, again, I think the Bills have done a good job. They've done a better job than the Browns have. So... Right on cue. The Dolphins have agreed
0: to terms with linebacker Kyle Van Noy, Ooh. according to uh, Mike uh, Yeah,
1: I'm telling you, man, watch out. Watch out for the Patriots. Let's see if they don't get anything done in free agency here. I don't know. I don't think they, they have to be very good this year. I don't think they would to be good at all. You talk about replenishing your defense in one day, huh? I think they need Brady. I think they need Brady. I think Belichick should be desperately trying to keep him. Ah. I really do. I think you should be handing him thirty million dollars a year, because I I'm struggling to see other unless there's an Amari Cooper signing coming here that I don't that we haven't heard anything about, which could happen. It's tough for me to see them being as good as they even were last year. And last year they were a team that got rolled by a quarterback who threw for seventy five yards on the road in a playoff game. Think about that. They lost to a team that threw for seventy five yards in their building. Oh. Real quick question, because we had a break, because we mentioned Kenyon Drake here. I had some fantasy trade conversations today. I need, I need to break a tie here. Who would you rather have in Dynasty Fantasy Football today, Kenyon Drake or Keenan Allen? Remember, Keenan Allen might be losing Philip Rivers, so yeah. I mean, I what, mean is Ke- what is what is Keenan Allen in fantasy without, if,
0: if Tyrod's his quarterback? Yeah, without or question, right Herbert. now I'd much rather have Kenyon Drake and to me running backs are too.
1: Drake's older than you think. He's twenty six years old as a running back, so he's probably got. Three, four years left. Allen maybe has got four or five receivers tend to last a little longer.
0: I think right now, with running backs being so valuable, there being fewer really good running backs than really good receivers. And he's in a perfect spot. I would probably go Kenyon
1: Drake. I think I would, too. I think it's close for me. And David Johnson's gone,
0: so that takes away, catches out of the backfield
1: from... I like this Chase Edmonds, though. They're back up there. He's good, too, but not really uh, very well-known. All right, we got to hit a break here. We will get into the CBA a little bit, the San playoff format idea as well, and then we'll get to our interview of the day, Dan Orlovsky. In the second hour, that's all on the way. Joe DiBiase and Brendan Keeney here on the Nightcap on WGR. Is this the Nightcap? No, this is Patrick. Is this the nightcap? No, this is Patrick. Is this the nightcap? No, this is Patrick. Time now for the nightcap on WGR Sports Radio 550. Welcome back to the nightcap. Joe DiBiase, Brendan Keaney on WGR for another hour here. If you've missed it, the Dolphins have gone on a spending a spending spree. Um, they are they had the most cap space in the league, and they had holes, and they're just gonna go fill them. Four players, almost two hundred million dollars. Byron Jones, five years, eighty-two and a half mil. Kyle Van Noy, four years, fifty-one mil. Shaq Lawson, three years, thirty million. So he leaves the Bills for the Dolphins, and then Eric Flowers. Of uh, offensive linemen, three years, thirty million for him as well. So, I mean, will they be better next year? Probably, but I'm still even with these additions. Like, I'm not considering them any type of threat. Like, I, I would list maybe almost every team in the AFC before them. Still, maybe not Denver. I don't really like what Denver's got going on. Cincinnati. But, yeah, Cincinnati too, for sure. Yeah, who's who's who would you still put? Who is going to next year? Not a team you're worried about. Like, is that the end of the list? Is it? Cincinnati <laughs> Cincinnati, I'm not worried about Denver. What do you define I drew lock uh, looked okay, but What do you define as worried about? Like as an actual contender? Like to make the playoffs, like oh, a team that no, could make no, the playoffs
0: no, ahead of no, the Bills. No, no, no. Not the not the Dolphins.
1: Not um, the Dolphins for me. Not I don't think the Chargers have it. I don't see their pathway to a quarterback that gets them there unless the Jaguars If Brady were to go there, like I'd respect that. Like they could do it. Um yeah, the Jaguars seem to be going for Trevor Lawrence, right? Like I don't think Ngakwe plays there. I think they trade him. They traded Calais Campbell. They're maybe going to trade Nick Foles. I'm not sure that really matters much to how good they are. I think Minshew's probably better anyway. Um, Not worried about the Raiders. Not at all? No. Like, over the Bills in terms of... They're interesting.
0: Well, we'll get to see firsthand. They play in Vegas, but I am not... Like, if we're talking about the seven best teams in the conference who are going to go to the playoffs, the Raiders is not a team... I'm even considering over the bills and I think if they are over the bills, that means the bills had a bad season not because yep. the
1: Raiders are that good what 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 is Houston now to you like they what they were I don't know if they're the exact same like I feel like I think, their whole thing their whole uh their recipe every year was just overcome who the coach is overcome how bad the offensive line is, overcome everything because you've got Deshaun Watson throwing the ball to DeAndre Hopkins. Now, I think Will Fuller is a great receiver. I'm not going to lie. I think Will Fuller is a great receiver. He is never healthy. Never healthy. So if you get a healthy Will Fuller for 16 games, then you have, I think, a guy that... Is a respectable number one wide receiver. I think he's that good, but the guy is not healthy. It's Sammy Watkins, really, is what Will Fuller is. So when Will Fuller gets hurt, which probably happens because it always happens, who is he dropping back to pass? It's Kenny Stills. Mm-hmm. Is that it? Darren and David Fels. Johnson, Darren Fells. Like I don't know, man. Like I don't know how much Watson can make up for. I think he's special. I think he might be a top three quarterback in football, but at some point. The guy needs some help, and Bill O'Brien is not providing that. He gave him a running back who might be shot. Maybe they draft a the guy in the first round. I don't know what their plan is. Maybe they think they're getting Amari Cooper. I don't know.
0: Maybe. Maybe. Maybe that's their genius plan is to... Is they're
1: going to get Amari Cooper now for, tw- for the money that, who, they, that
0: Hopkins wanted? by the way, is not on the same level as
1: Hopkins. No, he's not. He's
0: great, but he's not on the level of Hopkins. I think it would be tremendous if they paid... Amari Cooper, the money that
1: DeAndre Hopkins wanted. That would be insane. Why? (laughs) It doesn't make any sense. And I know there's this report that Bill O'Brien and DeAndre Hopkins had a falling out. But, man, like, either get over it, get over your own ego, the coach who was swearing at fans. There was video of that last year and got his GM fired and, and, like, oh, my goodness with this guy. He's, oh, uh, if he would be driving me bonkers if he was my coach, let alone my coach and general manager, like in charge of everything, he's like the czar of the Houston Texans. I don't know what I don't know what you do if you're Deshaun Watson. Like you go get your coach fired, because that's a move. Like that's that's a reputation a lot of guys don't want in the league. But otherwise, I think he he is getting set up for to to me what happened to Aaron Rodgers where Mike McCarthy, the game passed him by. He didn't know what he was doing. He wasn't surrounding uh, Aaron Rodgers with enough talent, and they kind of rotted. Like, they just were as they were only as far as Aaron Rodgers could take them by lifting everything up himself. And I think that Deshaun Watson and the Houston Texans are the new Green Bay Packers, where the quarterback's not going to get enough help, but he'll b- make them just good enough to where the coach won't get fired like they'll be 9 and 7, they'll be 10 and 6, they won't win anything important and the coach will get to keep his job I because mean, the quarterback is that good. To be fair, the Packers did win a Super Bowl. They did. So that's a big difference between But the I feel Packers like they're already past that point, Watson. I feel like they're already past that point. I feel like after the Packers won that Super Bowl, the Greg Jennings is of the world and Clay Matthews and some of these pieces they had on defense that were really good um that the, J- Jordy Nelson, like, once those guys started to falter and once those guys started to leave, they weren't replacing them. I feel like the Texans are already at that point where it's every everything's being torn down, but they haven't won. So I, you could be right, though. Like, may- maybe they will be good enough where they win like that, um, and then it'll be worth it, but there's that. Um, CBA, let's get into that a little bit. They approved the CBA yesterday, the NFLPA, a very slim margin by the way 60 vote crazy uh difference it was 1019 to 959 was the vote in approval the star players seem to really hate it and maybe that was like a negotiating tactic by the NFL like put forward a CBA that benefits the the lesser players in the league, because there's more of them. Mm-hmm. And you can get more votes from the NFLPA that way and kind of screw the uh, the star players on the other side of that. Like, Richard Sherman spoke out against it. J.J. Watt spoke out against it. Aaron Rodgers spoke out against it. Notice everyone you were hearing speak out against it were star players making big money. But that's not, to me, the highlight of it. In terms of, like, where we're coming from. Like, of course, I want – I always think it's ridiculous – whenever anybody takes the owner's sides in labor negotiations like you're siding with management like really who who does that no one would ever want to side with management in a situation like that but the big thing to come out of it is the 17 game schedule and the extra playoff spot we already spoke in the extra playoff spot a little bit so maybe we'll we'll loop back around to that but i am actually a big fan of this I just have no idea what they're going to do for the 17th game. I don't really think they're going to do neutral sites. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me.
0: What what I've seen is you play like you do. So the Bills this year, their two extra games are against the second-place team of the AFC South and the second-place team of the AFC North because they're playing the entire AFC West. Mm -hmm. Right? So... They're going to do kind of the same thing on rotation. And I don't know this for sure. This is just what I've seen. Mm -hmm. Okay, So this is not a report. It's not anything. But it made a lot of sense. Um, Is that you take one team from the NFC, and that will be your team. And you do it on a rotational basis where, okay, you come in second place, you're going to play the second place team from the NFC South. All right, so there you go. That's your team. And then on a year-to-year basis, the home game of that extra game will rotate by conference. So NFC has the home game. One year they'll have the nine home games and eight uh, mm-hmm. vis- uh road games and then the next year will be the AFC's turn to have the nine home games. That seems like a system that makes the most sense, but it's very difficult when you create an odd number of games. Yeah.
1: But I like it though. Yeah. Like I'm glad they did it. And, and I don't think it I don't really think it matters that they have an unbalanced schedule like that they already have an unbalanced schedule and like you you only pay play a certain amount of teams it's not like everybody's playing everybody once and i just
0: want to overemphasize that i have not seen that from any official anywhere, I I, that was just a proposal yeah. that I've seen that I thought made a lot of sense. If you're going to do a 17 game schedule, which they are, right?
1: Like I there would has guess to that's be how it some happens. sort
0: of yeah. give and take there with the the games. I agree. So. I,
1: I think that's how it ends up happening, though. If I had to guess, I just don't think the neutral site idea is feasible. Doesn't make sense to me. Like well, well, <sighs> you're taking away the money. You're
0: taking away money from right the teams. Yeah, so like, why why do that? That negates the point of
1: the 17th game anyway. Unless you're gonna make every game international, like every one one game a week in London. Like it would have to be something like that, where there's one neutral site that like that's where it is, and maybe that's feasible. But and that also having wouldn't the Bills take go a, play at Penn State and then no. you know they're playing the Rams, who are now playing at I don't know UCLA like college stadiums. Like I don't, I don't know where else you play. Um... I the, the idea I
0: just talked about, if mm-hmm. you are you know committing to this set to an odd number of games just makes a ton of sense. It doesn't seem like it would be too hard from a scheduling perspective, you know sure but the the one thing though is that it really would burden it's almost like a uh, like a punishment for winning your division or doing better in your division, right Because you now have three games based on last year's performance. Mm-hmm. that is now a part of your scheduling. So this year, Patriots against the Texans and the Ravens bills against the Titans and the Steelers, right? So if you add in that for just for the sake of argument, we'll say the uh, the NFC West is also the team that the bills would I, that's a bad example because they have to play them this year. So right. who, the the NFC North. so you have the Patriots would have to play the Packers at Lambeau. Where the 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 Bills would play the Vikings in Minnesota, you know that's what it would kind of look like. You know maybe that's not a huge difference, but I feel like you're adding three division winners from the previous year to you know the AFC team. That the sure. AFC, you know what I'm you know what I'm saying? You add the, that just burdens it. It's almost no, like a right. disservice to win the division.
1: Yeah. Um, We do have some breaking news in the league, not free agency related, but TMZ is reporting that the NFL has canceled the NFL draft in Las Vegas. Now, that only means that the live event is canceled. The draft will still commence, um, and proceed as scheduled from April 23rd to 25th. And that the league is currently brainstorming backup plans. Um, and that the selection process will be televised. So I don't know. I think we're in, we're probably going to get conference calls, something like that. Maybe there's some sort of event where the players are there. I, that's hard for me to believe though. So there's that. The draft is done. That's the first real major NFL event that's been canceled. Um, I was expecting that, though. Yeah. That's only a month away. I saw a headline today. We haven't talked too much about COVID today, but I saw a headline on ESPN earlier that the NBA is not expecting now to be back playing until mid to late June. That's three months. If that's going to be similar for the NHL, by the way, you are not getting regular season games. The Sabres are not playing another game. Right. Another second, if that's the case. Unless... Maybe it's a good transition to get into this, which I wanted to talk Perfect about too. Perfect transition. The 24-team the proposal playoff tournament that the NHL might be thinking about for when they resume play, likely at some point in the early summer or in late, late spring, which would be you know maybe we're talking late. Early, maybe if this headline's correct. Maybe the NHL's not back playing till mid-June, which is about when the Stanley Cup final is played. What do you do? One of these proposals that is out there is 24-game tournament where maybe the first round is between like the bottom eight teams and it's a one-game eliminator. It's a one-game single-game series. Then you go to a three-game series. Then you go to a five-game series. And then the cup is seven games. So basically you have a, almost like a wild-card round in baseball to determine who's getting into the actual playoffs. What is amazing about that, and like coincidentally amazing, the Sabres are 25th. One spot from this—that is just utterly hilarious to me. Like the drought would continue because of that. Uh, Games that we thought were completely meaningless and would have cost them a playoff spot. I'm pretty sure the (laughs) the Sabers have games in hand. They do. I don't know how you. I I can't imagine that those would get made up. I think they just go by point percentage and then they lose out because Montreal 71 and 71, they're 500, and the Sabers are 68 and 69. Because otherwise, who, who are those games going to be played against? Like They're supposed to play the Hurricanes with their next game, which is postponed. The Hurricanes are in 11th in the league. They have no reason to play that hockey game. So I don't think you ever get a situation where those games are made up. I don't think it's going to happen. And that's going to be incredible if a, if a format like that happens. Now... There was an analyst out there that I that I'm forgetting uh, who it was at the time, but it was a format where everybody makes the playoffs. So in that format, the Sabers would be playing Montreal in a one-game series to move on to the next round. So maybe you get something like that. I'm not counting on the Buffalo Sabers playing another game this year. The Red Wings catch fire. Hmm. Could you imagine storm 39 the East. points? They just final. Th- that shouldn't be the case though, right? Like they are already eliminated. They're the only team eliminated from playoff contention. Well, there you go. You can't win the cup. Would af- that
0: make things easier to cut down to an even number of teams?
1: Get rid of Detroit.
0: Thirty-one. <laughs> there you go. You you guys were <laughs> that- so bad that you're eliminated with, you know, seventeen games to or whatever it is. What is it?
1: They have they have eleven games left. Eleven games to go. So there you go. That one's you're out. That one's fair though. They they by the way aren't even mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. They're mathematically eliminated from catching thirtieth. <laughs> they can't even move up a spot, so so they've clinched last place. I mean, maybe that would feel unfair to Detroit. It's not like they're going to win anyway, so maybe you give them a token no, entry that is somehow. Not
0: fair? They're eliminated, Joe. They're eliminated. Yeah. No, I, I honestly, Let we're me just we're find just talking the, uh, about he, uh, pure, you know, speculation. Right. Honest, I think it would be fun if the 24 idea. I I honestly think both ideas would be fun where every team gets in and then you do kind of like a round robin to play in. How can you other than Detroit? How can you look at any team and say you can't be there because this like if you're if you want the most fair way. I don't even know if fairness even matters anymore, right? Like does fairness matter in this whole situation if they said, you know, screw the divisions? We're just taking the top four teams in each conference. Would anyone be like, no, that's, that's mm-hmm. you know, like at this point, I think fairness kind of goes out the window. You do what you can to put somewhat of a
1: yeah. format on the ice. I like the idea, by the way, also of getting teams in cross-conferences playing in the playoffs.
0: I think that's I think the that way it
1: should be anyway. I, do, I agree. Like right now I'm looking at it, and I think this is correct, that right now if they did this format – the 24 team format you'd be looking at series is in the first round like Pittsburgh versus Montreal, that's East a lot of these actually are still the same conference, but Winnipeg, Arizona um, Toronto and Chicago I'm See, here there for you that. go there that, you go. Chicago has no business being in the playoffs, but um, it'd be fun like I'm, I'm into creative ideas. Hey, you have an opportunity here, especially if you're the NHL who is generally very boring and does not try things that are very creative like they will once in a while like th- they try the shootout. It's not working now, you should probably go away from it. But I give them credit for, for trying that on. Like not a lot of sports leagues would be willing to do that. They're late to
0: both punches. They're late to get things installed and they're late and they're to late let to, it die. Yeah. Right? No, That's... right. The
1: wild card thing is the same thing. When that first came out, this current playoff format, yeah. I thought, oh cool. Like rivalries, like this could be fun. This could work. But like I, I was basically giving them credit not for what it was, but for giving them credit for being willing to try, try something, something like new. Like but now you know, their problem is when it doesn't work they from, don't go back they almost, don't change it's almost like an ego thing like
0: we can't admit this didn't work right exactly and i don't know that for sure but i'm just like well i mean the we, actions, we've talked about yeah. this before and you can only take so many Blackhawks, St. Louis when it first came oh out, obviously goodness, the Blackhawks yes. have been bad for a while, but they're what, still
1: on national TV Twenty four three.
0: Four or five years in a row, it was St. Louis against Chicago, and I'm just like, Oh my gosh, I do not
1: care anymore. Or it was Minnesota versus See, St. That, Louis, and Minnesota's even worse. When just, you oh.
0: when you overkill something, the only people who care about it are the fans of the two teams. The only people that cared about Chicago and St. Louis after their fourth year of playing against each other, third year or whatever in a row, is people from Chicago and St. Louis. I, I am a diehard hockey fan. And I was just like, I'm over this. I don't need to see this series again. You know, and the same, they kind of did the same thing, I think, with the stadium series, with the, the Winter Classic. It's like overkill, and then it doesn't become a novelty anymore. Right. Like, w- what's fun about rivalries is when they happen. It's n- not when they happen every year. Right. The Yankees and Red Sox hadn't played it since 2004 up until the 2018 playoffs. They hadn't played in the playoffs since 2004. 14 years without <laughs> the Yankees and the Red Sox. How great was that series when it finally happened? Right. We don't need the Blues and the Blackhawks again It's playing. oversaturated. You're right. Exactly. That, and,
1: by the way, in terms of their... Uh, and we're just kind of dunking on the NHL at this point, but it's so easy. The, the oversaturation, like the outdoor games. I was watching, by the way, yesterday, they had the Winter Classic on from yeah. 2008 on NHL Network. I'm like, remember how unique that was? Remember right. how cool that was? So how I was sweet just, that yeah. felt at the time? And the NHL went crazy, and they oversaturated it, and like they went with 10 outdoor year? games yeah. a year. Like, oh. And now it's like, oh. Oh, really? Colorado's playing an outdoor game tonight? I didn't know. All like, this it, they, it loses all its cachet because yes. the NHL has to go and lame everything up.
0: All this to say I would be totally <laughs> right. up for some new kind of format that is not the same old, same old. Me too. I would be. To- I'm totally here for it. If that includes the Sabers or not, the bottom line is I won't be mad because I the Sabers don't deserve to be in the playoffs anyway. You're right. If, they don't. If I get to see them play in some sort of round robin, cool. That will be an event. But I'm not going to be upset if the Sabers are left out by one place. Yeah. To get in, because come on, like sure. how could you be?
1: You're right. Um, real quickly, that one format I was talking about earlier that analyst uh, proposed. It was uh, so there's six rounds. The first round is single elimination. Bottom fourteen teams uh, play to reduce the field from twenty from thirty one to twenty four. So basically, I think the NHL proposal right now is just skipping this first round. But if you win that, which right now would be Sabers versus Canadians, um, you would get to a best of three series in round two. Bottom sixteen teams remaining play to reduce the field from twenty-four to sixteen. Then you get a best of three or best of five in round three. All sixteen remaining teams play to reduce the field to eight, and that's when you just go with a best of seven from there on out. I like that idea the most. That was probably a little complicated to find or to listen to over the air. Um, if you want to know more about that, like I'll retweet it at, uh, at Sneaky Joe All right, it's been a busy day. A lot of sports news happening today. It Might be our last busy day for a while. We'll have free agency this week, but in and draft. another day
0: of tampering tomorrow.
1: Yeah, but like I've wondered, like I do the sports updates, I'm still wondering, like what am I going to put in those? Like at some point, today was great. could Fill it up twice if I wanted to. Right. Um. I don't think I got in there. Like Devontae Freeman got released today. I'm not sure that's came up in the air yet. Like, would, would you take him on the Bills? At a discount, Hembier 1-2 punch with Devin it's, Singletary. It's funny. I, I <laughs> When S- Singletary last year, he was my NFL comparable, Devontae Freeman. Like, short, stocky, super quick, doesn't have the breakaway speed, and there's like a good all-around back that just doesn't have that breakaway speed. Devontae Freeman is my comparable. I don't know if I need two. I need, like, a, I need like a compliment. I don't want another one. I, I'd be okay with it. How about that? I'd be okay with it. I think you could do better. I'd rather have a Matt Breida, even. Mm. Like, I just want a guy with home run speed, man. Yeah. They don't have that absolutely. At running back. Um, That being said, I like Freeman. Like if He's a good player, and if I can get him cheap. Yeah, I'm okay with it. There's a lot lot There's much worse ideas, like bringing Frank Gore back <laughs> or something like that. I don't know. All right, more football talk on the way next. We'll get to our interview of the day. Dan Orlovsky, always good, joined One Bills Live earlier today. We'll play that back when we return. It's the Nightcap with Joe DiBiase and Brendan Keeney here on WGR.
0: Baseball is back.